Oh, hey there. Welcome to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. I'm Laurieann Sheldrick, life coach dubbed the Contagiously Positive Girl. And every couple of weeks, I will be sharing my experiences that I've turned into life lessons and actionable steps, tools, and practices that you can use to experience mental and emotional freedom. Let's begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before I get into today's conversation with the amazing and talented and just incredible human being, Emily Harrington, uh, who who I asked to come on the podcast because I'm doing this um, feature this year called Sisterhood, which is where I have conversations. I sit down and I have conversations with women from all different walks of life. All of the questions that we would want to ask our big sister, all of the questions that we would want to ask that woman who is doing the things we want to do, um, being the person we want to be, whatever it may be. I'm having these conversations with these women that I really want to just have conversations with and the conversation flows and we have, um, not similar ideas and beliefs, but we have varying and differing businesses and ideas and beliefs because I really believe that's how we learn from each other, not by trying to be the same, but by trying to learn from each other, um, especially in each other's differences. So before I get into that conversation with with Emily, and I cannot wait for you to hear all about her, I just want to check in. How are you all doing? Um, Here in Ontario, we're in another lockdown, which is just so crazy that we're almost a year of this in and out of lockdowns and this one seems to be the most tense and the most um like emotionally triggering for so many people i think just we're just exhausted i think we're just tired of it and we're just waiting for some sense of you know quote unquote normal and our neighboring province so i'm in i'm just outside of ottawa and right next door is quebec And they're in a lockdown as well, but they also have a curfew from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. where they're not allowed to leave their house. So I can imagine um, that is definitely triggering and brings up a lot of intense emotions for so many people. So I just want you to know I'm here for you. I'm right there with you. Uh, If you need anything, you need an ear, you need to vent, you need tools, you need practices, you need um, a sister if you would. I, I am here for you for whatever you need because I know that this is... We had some we had some high hopes for the calendar changing to 2021. And of course, when we really think about it, just because the calendar shifts doesn't mean that all of a sudden magically all of these things go away. But I know that it's been a year of just roller coaster and emotions and tension. So I feel you. I'm right there with you. I was out for a walk with one of my dear friends over the weekend and I've been pretty much walking every single day since March 2020 when we had our first lockdown and I go out into nature and uh, now my girlfriend Cindy is joining me. We've been committed to walking together over the past few months. Um, we have a forest right near our home so it's perfect. We we meet right in this forest in the parking lot and 
you know, because we can't meet inside and the restrictions are you can only meet outside. So we do this not just so that we can get outside and get out in nature because like there's just something so healing about being out in nature and moving your body, but we also do it so we can be together and so we can talk and it's helped us both so much like mentally and emotionally and even just spiritually because we we have the most amazing rabbit hole talks. So I really love that, just finding these little things we can do to feel some normalcy in what you would think it wouldn't feel like uncharted waters anymore but it still does because we're just all you know waiting on pins and needles and waiting for all of this to end so we can go back to you know quote unquote normal but when I was on a walk with her um, this weekend, we had this really beautiful conversation and, you know, we were talking about love and we were talking about feminine energy and I was telling her that I just wrote a post um, for my Friday coaching email that um, I had this conversation that I had never written about it before and never talked about before, which was tapping into feminine energy, not male versus female, but like feminine energy, love and, you know, ease and some simplicity um if you think about it you know you think about the sun and the sun feels very masculine right it's very intense and it does a lot of things and you know and it it is it's hot and it just you know if you were to think about the masculine energy I would really think like the sun would be a masculine energy and when I think about feminine energy I think about it as like the moon you know the moon is just as powerful but it's more subtle in its approach and it's kind of like doing things in the background and it's very quiet whereas the sun just feels like loud and intense and the moon just feels like quiet and reserved but just as powerful and so I was talking about feminine energy and how we need both like we need the masculine and we need the feminine energy but we're so over on the other side of the masculine energy like really on the negative side of it and I said you know I'm really committed more than ever to having conversations that give people hope and you know, I was telling her, I know what's happening in the world. And I, I know that, you know, this is a really difficult time for so many people. Like, listen, it's affecting me as well. I've lost my biggest revenue earner. But what I said to her is I refuse to give up. I refuse to turn away from love. I refuse to turn away from hope. I refuse to turn away from all of the things that I, I, I know to be true, even when I'm frustrated and even when I'm really upset and, you know, take an em- emotional nosedive. Um, I I just refuse to let my beliefs go because I truly, truly believe that it's our hope and it's our love and it's our commitment and it's our support of one another and ourselves that's really going to help us through not just this challenging time, but all of challenging times. So I just want you to know I'm working the work, you know, I'm getting ready to be ready as Esther Hicks says and I wake up daily and I ask the universe how I can serve and I continue to write the coaching emails and blogs and of course the podcast and and I continue to take care of myself and listen, I don't have all the answers and I'm not saving the world's problems with one post or one share or one podcast or one conversation, but um, I'm not making it worse either. So I just really want to share that with you to just let you know that it doesn't matter what you do it all matters big or small it all matters it all has a ripple effect and like the moon you may not see its um subtle powers but regardless 
it's there. It's there. So it's okay to tap into the feminine energy, if you will, and to return to love and return to hope and to return to stillness and to you know, return to the compassion and kindness and love and really tap into that energy to help you get through. It's not weakness, it's strength. It's all a part of our strength. We have both inside of us and it's okay to let go of the hustle game and it's okay to let go of the busy and it's, it's okay. It's just, it's okay to just be, do, be and do whatever it is that you need to be and do to get through this really challenging time. So today... This is a very special guest for me because Emily Harrington and I, we've been wanting to record a podcast together for over a year. And we often have these conversations where we end the conversation or we're like right in the middle of it and we're like, why aren't we recording this? So our conversation could have gone in so many different directions because um, we just go down the rabbit hole when we talk. But Emily is an entrepreneur and really her main mission is to help other moms, to help other women. You know, she's a mom of two young girls. They're only 18 months apart and she helps other women, especially moms who um, have to, you know, for a lack of a better word, balance business and motherhood. She helps them to launch and grow their businesses. This is why I love her. She has a really unique approach that I love when it comes to working with women who are starting multi-level marketing companies, um, as well as just any other company as well, but she has a really unique approach when it comes to MLL businesses because what I love about her is she really helps them to make it unique to them and not just a cookie cutter. And she really helps women to tap into the message that they want to share and why they want to share it and ways that they can share it that's unique to them and authentic to them. So she does that and she blogs and she creates online courses. She's very active on Instagram. She's very open about how she balances entrepreneurship and motherhood and the main focus that we really talk about in this in this podcast episode in our conversation is she doesn't share how to do it all and then suffer burnout she shares how to really figure out and hone in on what your all is meaning and you know I talk about this in my heart-centered goals workshop really defining what your terms of success are and she has done that so well and she talks about in this podcast how she continues to do it and I'm just so so in love with this conversation and her and one of our main focuses in this conversation is how women's uteruses like what we do or not do with them (laughs) um, meaning to have or not have kids is no one else's business and we discuss how we both want to encourage and inspire other women to um, stop the judgment not just on ourselves but on each other so let's get into today conversation sending you all so much love enjoy this conversation with emily harrington you can get all of the details on how to connect with her in the show notes thank you so much emily for being here with me and being a part of this sisterhood series that i wanted to create for 2021 um the sisterhood series is we talked about this where we're having conversations with other women about 
everything, like big capital, like all in caps, everything that we would have asked our big sister if we had one or could have had she walked the path before we did. That's sort of the way I'm thinking of it. And I truly believe that women are making massive power shifts right now and trying to take their power back because we're remembering who we are. But um, as we've had this conversation many times, in order to do that, we have to support each other. So I'm so happy that you're here and welcome. Welcome to the Contagiously Positive podcast, finally. Thank you. I'm so excited. I have wanted to come on since I listened to your first episode, since we first met at the Kempville Networking, Women in Networking Group, um, Quib. <laughs> I almost forgot my acronym for a second. <laughs> But yeah, thank you. I'm so excited that we're finally making this happen. Me too. And since this is your first time on the podcast, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and how you started your entrepreneurial journey? Because you run a a really interesting, fascinating, like female-based, mom-based company. So I love it. And I know what you do and I know all about you, but could you tell the people who are listening who may not about you and what you do and what your business is? Yes. So I come from a a bit of a tech background. So I've spent the last uh, eight years now working with tech startups, doing the backend support and everything that goes into that. So I've been a bit of a jack of all trades. And then after having my first baby, I thought it would be a neat idea to, you know, blog about my experience working in that environment with all men after, you know, having a baby and taking a short maternity leave. And it's turned into this really cool business opportunity that now that I have two toddlers, um, only a year and a half apart. So it's busy. My oldest isn't even three yet. (laughs) that I've now created a set of digital courses that are aimed at helping busy moms launch and grow their businesses. I've got a couple audio courses um, based on helping to build a social sales strategy. And one that's really, really cool and completely based off of my experience in tech. It's called Side Hustle to CEO. And it's this whole collection of women that have come together, which is kind of like your sisterhood series that It's women giving the nitty gritty cut to the chase information that you need to know to grow your business. Mm. So it's like you're talking to your big sister when you want to talk, when you want to learn cybersecurity or you want to learn finance or whatever that these women have all done such a phenomenal job. And I'm just, I'm so fortunate that I've been able to connect with women like them, women like you, and really kind of build momentum in helping women like you said, take back their power as we muddled our way through 2020 and come into 2021 because these unrealistic expectations that we put on women and the strains of managing a home and managing a career that we've placed on women and mothers with everything that COVID has brought on, I really think that now is a time that women who have the ability to step up and say something need to and we need to support each other in that growth and managing those unrealistic expectations. Mm, I love that so much. And we've had this conversation so many times, which is why we always say we need to push the record on this because we're always having that conversation that we 
so many women think if another woman has it, then it must mean that there's not enough to go around for me. And we're on the opposite spectrum of that, where we're like, we all, all women need to be in this arena doing our thing and, and using our gifts and, um, and sharing that with the world and supporting each other doing it. Because we, I know just from our conversations, we both believe there's enough to go around for everybody. Like, and some, it's not, it, it's infinite. It's not like this finite amount of success that's only available to the select few. Um, it's what do you want and what do you desire and how do you want to show up in the world? And that's what you're doing. And I just find it so amazing, but you're yeah. using your own voice to do it and you're using your own brand to do it. Now you have multiple brands because you have the millennial boss moms, which is how your bo- your blog started, yes, right? Just a couple of times. Yes. So it started, um, it actually started as Working Mama Ottawa because okay. trying to find an Instagram handle, even in 2017, was, I mean, it's not easy to find an Instagram handle and a matching domain name. And then as I started making connections with women from all around the world, I shifted perspectives a little bit and went to Millennial Boss Moms as the name of the blog because it wasn't just Ottawa. It's a global business. And one of the things that, I mean, I've had drilled into my head from the tech perspective is start local, but go global. Mm -hmm. Always have a global mindset because especially in the world we're in where no can hang out for three hours on a Monday night because zoom exists and we don't have to get out of our PJs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing made us understand the term global um, until this year when we experienced a global pandemic. And now we really understand what it means to go global, how connected we really yeah. are across the globe. But what I love about what you've done, which is amazing, is you started a brand new brand during COVID. <laughs> I mean, yes. I know you, yeah. I know it branched off, but you started a lot of brand new things during COVID. Were there obstacles you had to overcome that were specific to COVID that um, you're like, I'm just going to bust through this COVID, COVID be damned, and I'm just going to overcome this and I'm not going to let this, you know, be the thing that stands in my way? Um, yes and no. So yeah, so now everything I'm running as my own name. And that, again, is a thing about coming into your power. So everything is branded as emilyharrington.ca, which it take, it took a certain level of confidence to hit that point that I was ready to brand it that way. Um, but the biggest shift with COVID is I was focusing a lot on the physical workplace as it existed pre COVID. So I was working with large organizations to try and bring daycares into co-working spaces. And that's something I'm still incredibly passionate about. And I've spent, I mean, a bazillion hours researching and learning about, but with COVID, it's not something that's practical. And all of those opportunities obviously fell through the cracks because nobody's even having an opportunity to go to a co-working space as they would normally right now. Yes. So yeah, I've shifted to a strictly online platform and been able to create some really cool things. So one of the things that, I mean, we've talked about um, some of the 
differences that women face like in their child rearing years, whether they do or don't have children. And that quote that we put together of what happens in my uterus. Um, <laughs> I'm, oh goodness, now I'm blanking. Yeah. What um, happens in my uterus is none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that, not that quote hasn't made it into the deck yet because I designed it before them, but I've put together a really cool deck of affirmation cards that is just real world advice from real women who are doing it, yes. who want to have a career, have a business, and they're trying to navigate it with whatever comes of their role in those typical, like I said, child rearing years and all the complexities we face and all the setbacks we've faced this year. Yeah. I mean, I think I read somewhere that by April, by the end of April, women had been set back 50 years mm. it's in just terms wild. of like career development. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. you know, with everybody having to stay at home, the conversation between if there's, um, if there's two partners at home to, to parents at home, the conversation became, well, who makes more income and can stay home versus, you know, um, wanting yeah. to work or not wanting to work. The conversation had to shift. Someone had to stay home because the kids aren't in school. So it wasn't, you know, who's more passionate about their career it was who makes the more, who makes the most money. And unfortunately, um, even today in 2020, um, most of the time it's men, most of the time in certain industries, men make more money, even if women are at the same level. Um, so that just, yeah. it, it is a setback for women and it challenges their limiting beliefs again and it's a big trigger for women and it brings up all of this old mm -hmm. stuff that we thought we had overcome because we had made it to a certain level in our careers or whatnot and then now all of a sudden it's a setback yep so yeah. no I think that there's so much power in I think 2020 is going to be the year that we as women, as women who are career driven and motivated and have goals outside of what happens inside of our uterus, absolutely, <laughs> that's the year that we're going to collectively step into our power and I'm here for all of it. Like I'm so yes. excited to see where 2021 takes us because I think it's our time to stand up, make some noise and say, you know what? Our voice matters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And something that you talk about often is, you know, I'm a mom, but I'm also very, and I'm, and you're very passionate about that, but you're also very passionate about being an entrepreneur and helping other women in business, whether they have children or not. And I love that because so often that becomes an obstacle that women who have children have to overcome is the guilt over wanting both. Yep. And I think aside from the, like, aside from the internal guilt, because I think there is always a level of internal guilt, no matter which way you look at it, no matter how old your kids get, no matter, you know, whether they're home with a family member or they're with, you know, a babysitter in another room and they're right at your fingertips, there's always a level of guilt that goes with trying to find your own existence outside of motherhood. Um, but I think there is also an external guilt that is really being honed in on right now where, you know, whether it's friends or family or acquaintances, that they are passing severe judgment on your decisions to push through. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's becoming more prominent. And even I'm seeing it myself with my return to work and, you know, my desire to do more and be intellectually challenged and build my business and do, you know, all of these things that require time and, you know, somehow sleep too, because sleep is important. <laughs> that. I'm having that ambition and that passion challenge that no, no, because I have young children, I should just coast and I should, you know, take a job that's not as much money or not as much responsibility because I have young children and I should limit my ambition and limit my goals because I have young children. And that is, I think, more daunting than the internal guilt. Mm, Absolutely. Because it's coming from other women who, and it's coming from other moms most often, which is most, I find it's the most hurtful when I'm getting judged from another woman versus getting judged from a man. Cause I just, I think of when a man says that I'm like, you don't understand you're not a woman, but when another woman judges or another mom just judges, it's like, well, you should understand you're in the same shoes as me. Like, wouldn't you want me to rise if that's what I want? And, and, and you also are very clear about your stance on it's okay. If you don't want these things, like you're not saying you have to go into business. You have to go into entrepreneurship. You need to be a working mom. Like if that's not your choice, then that is a phenomenal choice because it's your choice and you're living out the dream that you want to live out. And, but you are saying if, if you do want other things inside of that, that's okay. And we, as women have to stop the guilt over shaming other women and other moms for wanting more than what's in front of them or what they have right now. Right. Yeah. Um, well, well, and one thing that I do try, like one thing I do try to stress that comes into that point is every mom to some capacity is a working mom, whether you're, you know, managing a household or running your own daycare or, you know, crafting or helping your husband with his business, like you are working just because you're not doing a paid job that exists outside of the home, that doesn't mean it's not work. And I think there is an incredible power in placing value on that work as well. Absolutely. Everything in our life, in our day, in our home, in our business, in our relationships, in the household, it all holds value. One is not more valuable than the other just because there's a dollar amount to it. It's all valuable. And we really understood that in 2020 with both partners at home, for example, or both parents at home. And all of a sudden, the one who's outside at work all the time is realizing, oh my God, this is what you do all day? Like you have 18 full-time jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it does, it's all valuable, but we've learned as a society, and I just believe it's just from societal programming that unless there's a dollar value attached to it, then it doesn't have significant value. And that makes women feel insignificant. Mm -hmm. And again, with COVID that so many women, because women in a lot of situations make less than their husband, they're the ones who are having to take a step back from their careers or we're seeing situations where women are either being outright fired or laid off or being, you know, strongly suggested to leave their careers mm-hmm. or make a career change because of their responsibilities at home. And 
I mean, it's obviously happened more in the States than in Canada, but it is still happening here. And it's something that I think is being swept under the rug far too often. And I, I think, again, I love what you're doing with this whole sisterhood series, because I think 2021 is the year that we're just going to rip the stinking bandaid off of all of these things that are just getting brushed to the side because there is power in our voice and they need to be said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it needs to, you said something so key right there. There's power in our voice and that's really what it is. It needs to be your voice because I think we've gotten lost in trying to um, mimic everyone else's voices and everyone else's business and everyone else's way of doing things to try to make it to this top of this thing. We don't even know what we're climbing. And with you, I love the way you do things because it's all your voice and it's all unique. And I really love that because you share in a way that I had, haven't seen before. You're not sharing like the 18 Thank other you. people that I follow. And I think that's so important because I'm getting you like now I know you, yeah. I know Emily and what Emily's business is about and what your message is about and who you are as an individual, not just you in another box that you're trying to fit in. And I think that's so important for women because we think we need to fit into this tiny little box that we don't fit in and we don't even want to be in the damn box. So do you find that a struggle to use your own voice and go against the herd? Because you really are going against the herd and against the norm of how you show up and the things you share and just everything. Do you find that a challenge? Um, In the beginning, when I was trying to just build a blog, there was a lot of, like I said, those limiting beliefs and that imposter syndrome that came out because... I was in this community of women that, you know, they post all these beautiful pictures of their children and they talk about motherhood in, you know, the depths of the dirty diapers and things like that. And that's just not me. And, you know, I'd see their accounts grow and I'd see them get all these wonderful opportunities associated with their blog. And it was really tough not to put myself in that box, but I found definitely this year is a year that I've started to understand boundaries and part of listening to your podcast and watching, you know, your Instagram posts and all of the wonderful things that your business stands for, I think have really kind of pushed me to step into that comfortable and that confidence in my voice. Oh, well, that's so, so, well, you're so very welcome. And that's the whole point of contagiously positive. And also the whole purpose behind sisterhood is just having different conversations um, with women and for women so that they really just feel like we do need to rip off this bandaid that um, because the one thing that is one of my biggest pet peeves is when other women say to me, I've never been able to be friends with women. I've never been able to have deep friendships with women because they're so catty or they're so this, or they're so judgmental and I can't trust them. So I've always just been more comfortable with men. And I can't argue that. Like I can't fight against that with them because I see it. So, but what Mm -hmm. I can't do because it's just not in my nature is to sit there and just focus on the problem. I have to shift to, well, what's the solution then? It means we have to be 
having these really difficult conversations where we do rip off the Band-Aid and put the mirror in each other's faces as women and in our own faces as women to show up and say, how are we doing this? Because I've done it myself. I mean, I'm not perfect at this. I'm only human as well. And I've done it as well. And what needs to shift? What do I need to shift inside myself to stop doing that and to stop those judgments? Because that's what it's really all about. It's not about the other woman. It's something inside ourselves that's usually missing. You know, I heard the best quote a few years ago, which is hurt people hurt people. And I really think if women are getting the support they need and the care and the compassion and the love and the guidance that we get from other women, we wouldn't be like that with other women and we would have those deeper friendships. Mm -hmm. Oh, this, okay. I could totally snowball into a whole other can of worms on this. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, part of that, like a big part of that is getting comfortable with knowing who you are and being confident in who you are because like I said, we spend so much time putting ourselves in boxes and then just understanding that not all your relationships are going to align with your growth that, you know, certain friendships that were meaningful in your twenties aren't going to be, aren't going to hold the same value in your thirties and your forties, especially when you're on this, you know, driven path and you're like I said, in those child rearing years that not everyone, everyone's at such different stages. And I think acknowledging that is one of the biggest pushers that, you know, understanding women, you know, putting your time and your energy into women that are going to lift you up and that are going to help you find that confidence. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things that, I mean, coming into Quib, I brought a baby with me at mm-hmm. what? I think she was five, six weeks old. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many places that a baby would be welcome with open arms at every meeting. And I've been to other events where it wasn't or other, you know, functions where it wasn't, but it's finding those environments that are going to let you challenge the norm and let you find your confidence. Oh, and I love that because honestly, when it comes to business, especially nowadays, there is no norm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important, you know, for women like you to really be leading the way for other women, Um, especially, you know, it's all about walking this path. So other women who get on the path have some footsteps to follow so that they can find their own voice and then find their own path as they start to do the walk on their own, but also to be there and walk hand in hand with those who are walking on it as well. And I think that's so important because you started this, you started a big part of your business, especially the online workshops during a time during COVID when um, there were many challenges because you're at home, you're with the kids all the time, your husband's gone and he's working and you're starting this business at a time when women really need it because they're looking at, well, what can I do? Because this isn't ending anytime soon. Um, What can I do then if I'm going to follow this new passion, if I'm going to take this new career, what can I do? And who's out there that's doing it in a way that resonates with me and aligns with me. Mm -hmm. And I think, to be honest, doing this is what has kept me motivated through all the craziness that COVID and 2020 has brought because, you know, some people took up yoga, some people took up different 
health and fitness programs. Some people took up binging Netflix, but this is what I wanted to do in my spare time because this is what brings me joy. Mm, And I've put a couple pictures on like my different social feeds where I've got these just like ridiculous cheesy smiles on my face. And it's, if I'm having a conversation with someone, I'm usually looking like that Yeah, (laughs) because I get so excited talking about this kind of stuff. So it's not that it's not necessarily that I'm superwoman. It's like this, it served as much of a purpose for me as it's serving for other women, which I think is a really cool piece of the story. Well, you know, so many um, experts and philosophers and teachers will always say that the best way to overcome any challenge and problem is to help someone else overcome a challenge and problem in their own life. Because when you have a purpose that's outside of yourself, you don't have time to focus on your own problems because we innately as humans, when you move away all the limiting beliefs and all the societal programming, want other people to and take a lot of joy in seeing other people live out their purpose and live out their joy. So you doing that, while especially during one of the most challenging years that most of us have ever experienced or may experience in our lives, because we've never seen anything like this, um, has been such an amazing gift, not just for you, but for other people. And that's so important Mm -hmm. because it's showing other women, you can have a platform, you can use your platform as well. And you can do it right from home, right from your car, right when your kids are napping. Um, And that's something I wanted to ask you, what would you, what would you want to tell other women, like other moms specifically about having your cake and eating it too, for lack of a better phrase, having that all right, but defining what that all is, what would you tell them? Like, what is the one thing you would really want them to know? Is I think if it's important to you, you will find a way to make it work. Mm. That I think that's what I've really started to again, 2020 is learning that stop saying I don't have time for things. It's that's not my priority. So sometimes the laundry doesn't get done or the dishes don't get done, but that's not my top priority. And that will be there tomorrow Mm -hmm. when, you know, designing affirmation cards or recording podcasts, that is what I want to prioritize my time and starting to understand again, the power that comes with that mind shift. Because when you say, you don't have time for things. I find time slips away and you just, you lose out and you kind of create the scapegoat for why you're not doing things that you want to pursue. And I think understanding that we all have the same 24 hours in the day and we prioritize them differently and that's okay. Some people prioritize, you know, a squeaky clean house and laundry that's folded just the right way that's not something I prioritize. And 2020 has helped me see the value in that. And that's how I've been able to do that is understanding where my priorities lie. Mm, I love that. How did you, did that take time for you? I, I, I phrase that as like really defining your terms of success. Did that take time for you to really get clear about what your terms of success are? Because um, it's difficult to say, well, it's, 
and especially as women, because we believe that everything has to be given the same amount of priority and time. Um, it's difficult to say, I'm going to leave those dishes and leave that for another day because I really want to focus on this thing that brings me joy. Did that take you time to really come to terms with your terms of success? Yes. Now, I mean, it's still an ongoing battle and there's days that I panic over my full sink and, you know, I, (laughs) I have my moments just like anyone else, but I started, um, I actually read it on, I think it was a Pinterest quote or an Instagram quote or something right before I had my first baby that to just stop saying, I don't have time and start saying, I don't have like, that's not my priority. And so I've been slowly making that mind shift over the last three years, because I mean, how often in a day do we catch ourselves saying, Oh, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Oh, I don't have time for that. But I've definitely felt that this year, especially because with um, something I don't touch on a lot, but we've talked about is my husband has gone a lot for work. He's got a very unconventional schedule. So I do a lot of solo parenting. So I really have been trying to focus on things that are within my control to bring me that joy and keep my sanity intact. Um, And it's learning to let go of those undone dishes or that laundry that, you know what, you pull the clean clothes out of the basket and everybody Mm -hmm. is still fine. So it's still an ongoing process, but it's been a three year shift. I really love hearing that. And I I think that's so important because we need to hear that as women, that it's not like you just wake up every day and you're like, everything's fine. I have everything together and I live this balanced life and I'm totally fine with the dirty dishes and I'm fine with this because I'm chasing my joy. It's like, (laughs) no, I know the dirty dishes are there and I do get that twinge of anxiety and I know that I have laundry and I know that there's certain responsibilities um, that I will have to do later one other day, but, or (laughs) not, but, and I also understand that my purpose and my passions and my joy are a priority because that trickles down to your children, especially mm-hmm. as um, a woman who spends a lot of her time being a solo parent. That has a trickle yeah. effect on your girls as well, which is so important. And I think women don't realize that that you you saying no to your joy um, makes you a very unhappy person to be around and children will pick up on that energy. So them picking up on the energy of you taking an hour out of your day to do something really exciting and joyful, like that could have a trickle effect for five hours after that. (laughs) Yep. And it's being able to like navigate the everyday changes that come with, you know, having two young kids and spending time on my own and working those changes into my schedule. I mean, how many times have we had this conversation where I've been bouncing a baby around the kitchen and, (laughs) you know, things come up. Absolutely. But you also have very clear communication around that as well. Whereas when we get on a call or we get on a Zoom and we're doing something and we've tried to do a podcast a few times and it hasn't worked, but we've also done stuff where we've had conversations around business and you have told me, listen, you know, my daughter is teething or my daughter is this, or she hasn't gone to bed yet. So she's going to be on the call with us. And I'm like, 
cool. Awesome. And I love that because you set the tone for it and not in a way where it's like, I feel guilty about this. There's no apologies. It's not like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I have to bring my daughter. It's my daughter is a part of my life. And I think this is so often what separates women so much is they feel like they need to really become two people instead of trying to incorporate being a mother into their life as well and their life into their motherhood. Yep. And it's taken me two babies to really (laughs) hone in on that. (laughs) Um, I knew it was something I wanted to do even with my first daughter, but working in an all male environment and in that typical corporate setting, I mean, I was really pushing the boundaries and I'm just lucky that some of the men I work with, you know, they have daughters and granddaughters and lots of women who push the boundaries in their own way in their life that they quote unquote, let me get away with it. But I can't say it was something that was, you know, welcomed with open arms. And that's something that, again, as I'm stepping into that confidence that I am making it just, it's an upfront point that, you know, if you want my attention during the middle of the day, well, it's going to be cut and it's going to be hit and miss because I've got two toddlers that are unpredictable. And even sometimes when we schedule things at 8 PM that, Sometimes life happens and I think it's being honest with whoever you're connecting with so that they're not surprised by it. And I think it's setting that expectations and setting the tone from the get-go that really makes a difference. It does because the, the moment you have that conversation and you open up someone into your world, the moment that person's like, oh my God, of course, like, thank you for letting me know. And I really believe when we have those open and honest conversations about our lives, instead of just trying to act like we're super women saying like, this is what's going on. I really feel like the the shields go down, the that the the barriers go down between each other, and all of a sudden it's just two human beings trying to function through life and trying to get stuff done that they want to get done throughout the day, and it doesn't always look perfect. Yep, yeah. and I think apologizing for you know, I mean, I'm guilty of it as much as the next person, but yeah. as women, well, as women as Canadians, yep. we. <laughs> We apologize for everything. And I know that that's something, again, I'm as guilty of it as the next person. But when we have our children, you know, so to speak, interfere with our business functions, we feel the need to apologize. We feel the need to make excuses for it. And again, I think with everything, with the way the world has changed, we need to stop doing that because children are a part of our lives. Children are in the home. They are, you know e-learning or whatever is happening at the given time because that seems to keep changing um and I think we need to yeah stop apologizing for their existence in our business lives because there's no way to separate the two with the way the world is now and we shouldn't have we shouldn't have had to separate the two for so long yeah, I think, you know, just the the corporate dynamic and the patriarchy created that where women were now apologizing for being women and women were apologizing for being mothers and women were apologizing for not being mothers. And 
we just got into this mindset of always having to apologize for, for really just being women. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, when you take all that away, which got taken away in with during COVID, um, the patriarchy has no choice but to start to crumble now because kids literally can't go to school. Like they're in a lockdown for a month, which means corporations need to shift because women in the workplace, they can't just say, oh, you're never coming back to work. They'd have no one, right? Like yep. they would have no one. Yep. So they can't just fire anyone anymore. Whereas before it's like a woman had a child and she would get passed over for that promotion because um, someone on top would say, well, you have, you have a child and you know, you're not going to be available so much. So we're going to go with the male version or the female version with no children. Um, That is crumbling. And I love that. And I think that's really why women are taking their power back because now we've been given this door, this door has opened to us where we're like, see, this is what we've been experiencing. See, this is what we've been trying to tell you all along. Now they're listening. And now no one can unknow what we know now. Like this Mm -hmm. is it. And women are walking through that door, maybe a little timidly, but bravely still walking through that door, even though there's some unsureness and that anxiety, or am I going to be judged? Women have taken the opportunity, the door opened and they're like, I'm going to, I'm, this is my, this is my opportunity. I'm going to walk through it now before it closes again. Yep. And I think it's giving more women the confidence to do that is what we really need to spend 2021 doing because there are so many women that are in positions like you and I, where we have the power of our voice, we have the confidence and we need to spend, you know, going forward is continuing to build other women up so that there are more women that are confident in their voice and the power. And because the more of us that are loud about it, the more likely we are to see those shifts stick and to see more shifts come down the pipeline. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that so much. So before we say goodbye, um, because now we're going to get back to our, let you get back to your life before we say goodbye, what is coming up for you? What can people expect from you? Where can they find you? What is the course they can go and purchase from you? Like all things, Emily, where can people go to find all things, Emily, so that they can really start to follow you and even go your Instagram stories to see how you, you know, balance in quotes, cause it's not about balance, <laughs> balance motherhood and business. Where can they go and find you? Yep. So all my social handles and my website is emilyharrington.ca. I am most active on Instagram and in 2021. So starting next week, I've actually got a really cool um, free workshop series that is built off of that whole idea of collecting knowledgeable women together um, from side hustle to CEO, which I mentioned earlier is probably the biggest course I've done so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so digital CEOs is a mini workshop series done as Instagram takeovers. So every Monday night at 8 PM, I've got different women taking over my Instagram page and talking about topics that they're knowledgeable about. And by pure coincidence, all of January has been booked up with women who are talking about healing and trauma and burnout. Wow. And it's just like, it's so, it blows my mind the way this has rolled out and it's so cool. And yeah, I've got like just 
powerhouse women lined up for the whole year. I'm so excited about it. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to see where that goes next. And I've got the deck of affirmation cards that I think I mentioned. Uh, it's advice from real women by or for real women by real women. Yep, and I'm actually it. working on an affirmation journal coming out oh, too. Wonderful. So amazing, Emily. Like your your true powerhouse in um, the sisterhood tribe because it's so important. And you really do anyone who just watches you for 12 seconds will know that you really are a woman who wants to support other women and you really are just following your joy and following your purpose and following these nudges to help other women. And I absolutely love that. Like you're just a true sister um, and are going to show other women that we can walk this path and we can walk it together. So thank you so much for being here and I'll put all your links in the show notes so everybody can find your fabulousness. Fabulous. Thank you everyone for listening. Bye, everyone.